You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's world. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So we are at the end of Black History Month. I know I'm shedding tears (laughs) only because I actually love Black History Month. And it's not because I'm black. It's because I learned so much and I love to learn. I am a nerd and I love finding out new things. I feel like every Black History Month, I learn a new tidbit. I learn of a new inventor, of a new important person of color who is making strides or who made strides within our community. And I love absorbing this type of knowledge. And so it really pains me because last week, I think it was last week or the week before, we had highlighted Katherine Johnson as one of our Black History Month figures. And as of Monday, this past Monday, I found out that she passed away at the age of 101. So for those of you who are not sure what I'm talking about, because you're not following me on Instagram, and if that's the case at this moment, follow me, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world at on IG. Um, We had highlighted Katherine Johnson, um, who was a mathematician, and she was one of NASA's human computers. She was an unsung hero. And basically, I mean, if you I don't know if you guys saw the movie or read the book Hidden Figures, but she was profiled in that um, in that movie and in that book. And so I remember I read the book and I saw the movie and I remember thinking, wow, like this is so amazing. Just like seeing how this young woman really stood out among her peers, among all these white men. And I believe I think it might have been last year. I tend to highlight her every year. <laughs> last year, uh, when I highlighted her, I had posted a picture of her at a science, a scientific conference. And she was the only black woman, black person in the entire picture. I think this was a conference that took place in Virginia. And in the sea of white men, she was the only person of color and woman of color or person of color who happened to be a woman and only woman in the picture, if that makes sense. (laughs) So she was double minority. The picture, she was a double minority in the picture, the only woman and the only person of color. Um, But she passed away at 101. I mean, she lived her life. She lived her life. 101. Anybody who's blessed to, to see past 80 nowadays, you know, that's, that's, that's certainly a blessing. Um, so, but it's always sad because, you know, in the, in our community, when we have these staples, when we have these powerhouse women, you know, we kind of want to preserve them, put them in bubble wrap and keep them forever. Right. Um, but, you know, my condolences to the family and, and it's really, really sad to have lost her in Black History Month, which is crazy. But either way. Uh, I wanted to make mention of that since we are wrapping up Black History Month. And I know we had done some some uh, profiles and features of Katherine Johnson. I just wanted to, um, you know, say that and just acknowledge the fact that she did recently pass away. But either way, 
Um, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Frida's World. I really enjoy um, my time with you guys once a week. It, it actually is, it's, it is the highlight of my week as well um, to be able to get on the mic and just talk you know, talk candidly, openly about what is really going on in these work streets, right? Um, so with respect to my highlight of the week, um, it's kind of the same highlight that I've had over the last couple of weeks. It's just that ability to really engage in self-awareness. And this week, yet again, I have delved deeper and deeper into my self-awareness pot, <laughs> as I'm starting to call it, acknowledging and realizing and recognizing certain things about myself that need to be changed in order for me to get to the next level. I think where my mind is at now, it's you know, what can I do to get to the next level? Because I have been a professional for a number of years. I have been intelligent my entire life, but I feel like there is something that is holding me back from jumping to the next level. Like I look around and I see my peers and I see just other random people who I don't even know really making strides with less. And sometimes I have to sit back and think to myself, what is it that I am not doing or what is it about myself that's keeping me from getting to this next level? Because I have the tools, I have the ability, I have the personality to get there, but what is it, right? Like, what exactly am I not doing or what is it about me that is keeping me from moving forward? And one thing that I have realized over the course of, um, I guess, this year, year and a half, as I have been seeing a therapist on a more stable, <laughs> on a more stable, consistent basis, um, is that there, there is a lot of fear in me. There is a lot of fear. And I think for the longest time, I didn't necessarily acknowledge um, the fear that I have in myself and I labeled it as maybe something else, like me being practical. I'm a very practical person. I'm a very logical person by nature. That's just who I am. And I think that I've discounted myself from a lot of opportunities out of fear, but instead of acknowledging and saying that this is fear, I've used words like, oh, this is not practical for me, or, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Or like I found every other excuse um, to justify my, you know, falling victim to the, to my fear. Right. And so in acknowledging that I'm trying to figure out how to best deal with you know, my fear of, I guess, moving forward or, or taking the next step, right? It's something that I have to deal with. Um, because I feel like I could have been so much further in my life had I not allowed fear to cripple me. And I think that that's the case for a lot of us. A lot of us are crippled by fear. And that is why we have not started that business yet. That is why we have not accept, you know, been promoted in our jobs. That's why we haven't accepted certain positions um, or that we have not been recognized for certain things. It's because a lot of us are fearful of putting ourselves out there. Whether it be because you don't want nobody in your business and you kind of don't want to be out on front street or because there's a lack of confidence. 
um, in you. And so you're not wanting to put yourself out there because, you know, you and maybe you're a little critical of yourself and maybe you can't take constructive criticism very well. And so you don't want to put yourself out there for people to take you apart. Um, whatever it is, though, I think my encouragement or my words of advice to, to you as I take them for myself is, you know, one to get a therapist <laughs> or find find somebody. I don't know. It could be your girl group. If you're not ready to go see a therapist yet, you know, if it's your girl group, some of us are very close with our parents somehow. <laughs> uh, maybe they can be as, you know, maybe they can serve as some sort of an advisor Um or I don't know. I mean, I always say for me, I say the therapist route only because these are objective individuals, trained individuals who are not really there to cast judgment. A lot of times when we try to seek advice, um, when we try to, I guess, receive therapy from our friends and family, sometimes there's a hint of judgment there. And even if there's not actually a hint, our minds <laughs> create this hint. So sometimes it might not be the best move if we're really trying to do the work. And if you're serious about doing this work and getting to a space where you are comfortable with you, um, I highly recommend, you know, therapy, maybe one-on-one -on -one therapy might not be the thing for you, maybe group therapy. Um, either way, my advice to you is that if you are recognizing and if you are, you know, um, sympathizing and empathizing with me, <laughs> and if you feel like what I'm talking about applies to you, and if you're like, huh, this is, this is totally me, um, then my advice would be to figure out some sort of mechanism or way to really address these issues. If you're not ready to see a therapist as of now, maybe writing down in a journal what you've become aware of about yourself, right? Like, oh, today I realized that when my supervisor said this to me, it made me feel some type of way. I automatically got defensive. Maybe that's something that you can write down and then meditate on that at a later time. Okay, I was defensive. Why was I defensive when my supervisor made this, you know, general constructive criticism of, of my work or whatever? Why did I get so defensive? Why did I, you know, why was I about to like, you know, come out of pocket? Like, or why did I feel attacked? And some of this stuff definitely stems from our childhood. I mean, <laughs> most of my issues stem from my childhood. And it's only now that I'm starting to address a lot of things because I'm actually now aware of some of the issues. A lot of us are walking around doing things and we don't even know that what we're doing is wrong because we don't have anybody calling us out. Um, and I, and I'm one of those individuals who I don't want to say I like calling people out, but I like bringing attention or drawing attention or making a point of, you know, things that I notice within the people that I care and love about. Why? Because if, if you're, if the people who truly love you and truly care about you recognize something within you or see something that might not be the best for your development or whatever, and they say nothing, those are, I feel like those are not people who really care about you and love and love you. Um, because I feel like, a lot of us really are walking around and we do things and we don't even know it. And then, you know, people outside people who 
don't know us, who can give two, you know, two craps about us, identify these things in us. And then, you know, they label us and, and they block us. And I feel like a lot of us are losing out on blessings and losing out on a lot of opportunities because of our personalities and the way that we move. But unfortunately, because nobody that we've hung out with have to- has told us that, you know, we're jerks or that certain things that we say or do um, are unacceptable or not are not really well received. Um, we don't know any better. And we end up turning people off and we end up, again, losing out on opportunities and whatnot. Either way, very long spiel. (laughs) My highlight became this very long spiel. But I say all that to say this. I think that a lot of us are entering a season of um, self-awareness, right? Really just taking the time to be aware of who we are, what we are doing, how we come off to others, because it does matter. We are all living together in a society. We all have to work together. We have to live with each other. We have to deal with each other. So how other people perceive us to an extent does matter. Um, Because again, sometimes we do things that we don't even know are (laughs) uncouth because nobody told us. So it's important, I think, for us as we are engaging in this path of self-awareness to really uh, be open to criticism. Even if the criticism is not the best, but you never, I mean, sometimes people just don't deliver things properly. I know I'm one of those individuals. My delivery is not always the best, but I always, you know, I always come from the heart. But <laughs> but either way, what I'm trying to say is this. We are on this path of self-discovery. We are trying to become our best selves, right? We are trying to move forward. We are we are looking to get promoted this year. We are looking to get married this year. We are looking for a lot of advancement. And a lot of us have been holding ourselves back due to fear and, you know, due to a lot of issues. And so in order for us to really move forward, we have to be more self-aware. We have to give ourselves the space to be self-aware, right? So those of us who are busy 24-7, we might need to kind of scale back on that a little bit to allow ourselves the space and the energy to really reflect on what is really going on with us and what some of our issues are and how we can better move forward. So as I am on this journey, um, I will definitely be sharing my insights and I definitely want to hear from you guys. I know I'm not the only one because some of y'all hit me up on the side and <laughs> we have our own mini conversations but i really i really want to hear from you guys you know with respect to what some of your issues are what some of your struggles are and what you are currently doing to move past them and to address them um and if you currently have no plan like let's brainstorm let's figure it out i think that's you know, the main one of the main ideas, at least of this podcast is to really kind of address some of these issues that we're facing, particularly in the workplace. And, you know, how do we really like create a solution to this? Like, how do we really like not just put a bandaid on it, but how do we fix it? What are some of the solutions? How can we brainstorm to, you know, to create better, you know, better workspaces for us? And, and, but either way, 
Um, that was my long highlight of the week. Self-awareness. I have become more self-aware this week. Um, and I really hope that again, those of you who are on that journey are finding yourselves to be more and more aware of, of you as each and every day goes on. So I encourage you guys to continue the fight, continue the struggle and continue doing the work. So this week, I wanted to talk about our unrealistic life expectations and how a lot of times our laziness is rooted in fear. And I know I talked about laziness and fear <laughs> a little bit as part of my highlight of the week, but I was reading a devotional the other day that actually addressed this issue um, head on. And it's basically stated that you can't expect a harvest without first sowing a seed of some kind. And when I read that, it really resonated with me because I'm like, that is so true. A lot of times we expect results without putting in any type of work. Like we're expecting to eat good, but we never bought the ingredients, right? We never put any effort in making sure that we'd be able to actually eat good. And I find that it's something that a lot of us do. And the reason I say that is because even with myself, you know, there are times that, you know, I would complain or I would, you know, feel disgruntled about where I am in life or, you know, my particular job or situation. And then I would have to sit back and think, well, Rita, what exactly did you do or what exactly are you doing to get to a better space? You know, I, I do think it's important sometimes to complain. I know some people might disagree with me, but I think it is important sometimes to complain. Like, you know, because if you're not happy, <laughs> you need to express that you're not happy about something. I think there might be different ways of complaining, but I think complaining is not necessarily a bad thing. You're acknowledging that something is not working. You're expressing your frustrations about a certain situation and I think that that's perfectly normal. And I think that it's somewhat healthy. I mean, I'm only an amateur uh, therapist, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I could say from life experience, I think that it is important to complain to a certain extent. But with that, you know, after you've done vented and you've done complained about your current situation or whatever, I think immediately thereafter, there needs to be some sort of brainstorming session as to how to move forward and how to make your situation better. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we engage in the complaining aspect and then that's it. We don't brainstorm. We don't try to figure out next steps. We don't take steps. We don't do anything. And it's funny when I when I read the the part about laziness being rooted in fear, I kind of saw it as like a combination platter, right? So we complain because we're not happy, but we don't do anything to get out of our situation because I think low key a lot of us are fearful as to what that might look like, right? Like even though we may complain about our particular situations, sometimes we're comfortable though. We're comfortable in our situations and the complaining has become comfortable as well too. It's like a routine. I show up at work. These people are pissing me off. You know, I'm so annoyed. I can't believe that they sent this email. 
you know, I feel like they passed me up once again for this promotion. This is BS. I do a lot of work. And then the next day we go back to work and we do the same thing. We don't send out any job applications. We don't hit up any friends to say, hey, putting out my feelers, looking for a new job. We don't say, hey, you know what? I think this might be time to go back to school. I want to get another certification or, ooh, maybe I need to read a little more so I can, you know, so I can make myself more noticeable. Let me figure out how to make these people see me. We don't do any of that. We just go back to work the next day. We complain. We talk to our girlfriends or our boyfriends or whoever it is that we vent to, and then we do it all over again. But I feel like a lot of times the reason that we don't take the steps is because we might be afraid of what that next step would actually look like. Like, Yes, I'm complaining every day, but I'm comfortable with my scenario. I know what's to be expected here. I know they're going to piss me off at least once a day. But at the end of the day, I know I'm not going anywhere. I know they're not going to terminate me. I know that my job is safe. And I think that the safety that we experience in some of these toxic environments keeps us from moving forward and really becoming you know, what, what we need to really become, if that makes any sense. Like we, it prevents us from really moving forward and being that boss that we know we can be. And so I, I really wanted to kind of like briefly touch on that, that, that concept that you can't expect a harvest without first, you know, sowing something, some kind of seed. So it's like in order for you to you know, get to a different pay bracket. Cause I know tax bracket is like the sexy word. Now people are talking about, yo, I need to get to that next tax bracket. You know, that's my goal. Well, what are we doing to get to that next tax bracket? Are we, are we sending out applications to job? Because a lot of us are qualified <laughs> for these jobs and these other tax brackets. I mean, if you look at the people who hold these, you know, directorship positions, you're kind of scratch. You have to scratch your head and wonder what the hell is going on with you. Like what is really going on here? So this whole like being qualified thing is in my opinion, not even a hundred percent a thing anymore because I've seen so many unqualified people lead companies and lead department it's crazy so we're not even talking about qualifications so that's that's that really shouldn't even be a barrier send that resume (laughs) trust me you are qualified for whatever you're applying to um unless you're really not like unless it's like very glaring that you are not you know what i mean but you get you get what i'm trying to say here um but i think that a lot of us, like we're not taking the steps to really get to where we need to get. Like, are we, are we sending out that job application? And if, if we're trying to get to that next tax bracket and our, you know, our current skills don't necessarily, you know, quote unquote, qualify us, or you don't feel confident in the skills that you currently have to apply to that job, even though you should, um, then what are you doing about that? Are you taking online classes? Are you reading articles? Are you taking, you know, continuing education courses provided through, you know, either your bar association or medical association or teachers union or or whatever it is that might provide these continuing education courses? 
Are you going to conferences? Are you taking webinars? Like, how are you getting yourself to a space where you are confident and comfortable enough to move to that next tax bracket? A lot of us just expect this job to just kind of fall out the sky and into our lap. And for some people, that's been the case. Like, I could say that I have been very fortunate that a lot of my movements have kind of been through, you know, knowing the right person, right? Um, but even even in that, networking is an effort in and of itself. Getting out there, communicating with people, letting people know that you're looking for a job, you know, finding a mentor in the particular area of interest, all of those are works. Those are works. Like, let's not... Let's not, um, I guess, you know, you you know, my sayings are, I always, I always want to say a saying and then it like escapes me, but let's not, um, look past (laughs) the networking or let's not look down on the networking and the random connections with strangers. And even just that follow up text with some friends that you haven't spoken to in a while, some former colleagues, um, let's not look down on that. Like those are, those are all efforts and those are all works. Those are all mechanisms to move to the next level. And so with that being said, I don't want to keep you guys too long today, but I think the main idea is here is that we can't expect things to be great for us. We can't expect to eat well. We can't expect to be sitting at the king's table if we don't put in the effort and we don't put in the work. Like we have to be able to put in the work in order for us to reap the benefits. In order for us to have a healthy harvest, we have to put, you know, put up the work. And if it's fear that's crippling you, you have to be able to look fear in the face and identify it as such. Because I feel like, and this is something that I've gone through myself, and I still go through this. You know, when I'm in my room by myself, nobody is here. So it's like, why, why? Am I not able to be vulnerable even with myself? Like, why can't I sit back, you know, out of the earshot of people and say, Rita, you are fearful to move forward because of X, Y, and Z, or the reason why you didn't take that position or the reason that you accepted this job instead of waiting for the other one is out of fear, lack of confidence, lack of faith. Like we need to be able to identify these things within ourselves. Like you're identifying it to yourself. You're not, I'm not saying go out in the streets and say, Hey, everybody, I'm, I have, you know, a lack of confidence. I'm fearful of things like to yourself. I think if we're, if we're real with ourselves and we can really truly sit back and reflect and acknowledge these, these issues that we have, that's preventing us from moving forward. It'll assist us in the efforts and taking these steps to be able to reap a healthy harvest. We have to take the steps in order for us to get the benefits. We have to put in the work. If we don't put in the work, then you're just going to be miserable behind the desk at the same job, doing the same thing, going nowhere, making the same salary for the rest of your life or until your job downsizes or they terminate you because they're just like, whatever, you know, they're not seeing the value in you anymore. Like you have to be able to put in the works. And to, if, if you're not seeing value right now in, in the space that you're at, Create the value, create, do what you need to do to create value. And if, and if you've tried that, if you tried to 
step up to the plate, if you've had the uncomfortable conversations with management, if you've put in the effort and nothing is working, then put in the effort to get out of your job and to find a position that will allow you to grow, to flourish, to develop and to be value and to add value. Um, so with that being said, everyone, I really hope that you were able to get something out of this episode. I always enjoy feedback. So please either slip into my DMs at Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world, or send me an email at Rita, R-I-T-H-A at Frida's com. Be sure to go to our website, www.fridasworld.com and sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> Sign up for our newsletter. Um, There's a lot of great information that comes out in the newsletter. We have also, if I have your email address, you will be subscribed to the email list and receive our weekly blog posts. Um, You will be up to date as to our episodes. And more importantly, outside of visiting our website, definitely subscribe, rate and review and share the podcast. If you guys are finding some sort of value, please share it with your friends, subscribe, add a comment. I definitely appreciate all of that effort. <laughs> We're talking the key word today, the word of the week rather is effort. So I appreciate all your efforts because it does take a village to grow these platforms and to really get to the next level. And so for me with this podcast, I definitely need your assistance and moving forward to my next level. And so Again, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and several other platforms. So pretty much anywhere you can access your podcast, you can access Frida's World. So everyone, have a great week, and I will talk to you guys next week. It's Frida's World.